Welcome to the Soul Rollers podcast, where we discuss jiu-jitsu, life and self-mastery. Here are your hosts, Jackson Gage and William Dennis. Okay, welcome to episode number 16 of the Soul Rollers podcast. My name is Jackson Gage. I'm here with my co-host, William Dennis. And uh, yeah, everything's going good. And we got a we got a good topic to talk about today. The topic we're going to talk about is uh, the mindset behind, you know, getting your next belt, actually going from white belt to blue belt. William is about to uh, get his blue belt pretty soon here. And he has some thoughts on that that he wants to share. Uh, before we get into that, um, I wanted to share a story that kind of leads into that. Uh, but first, I just want to give a couple of shout outs, man. Um, we every week we put these out. We get people hitting us up and we appreciate it. I appreciate all the, uh, all the feedback we get, you know, the love we get people sending messages, you know, and, uh, just talking about what they're hearing on the podcast. So it, it's cool, man. So, uh, I just wanted to shout out, uh, Dorothy always, always supporting everything. So, you know, she doesn't even do jujitsu and she's freaking digging the podcast. So I really appreciate that. Um, my old training partner I've mentioned before, but he just hit me up about episode 15, uh, Carl Phelps. Thanks, Carl. Appreciate it. CWphelps.com. Uh, Steve Campbell. Steve has uh, said he's listening every week and he's digging it. He's somebody that it's cool when you run into people who love jujitsu as much as you do. And uh, he, he actually said the reason why he's digging the podcast is because of the passion that we have for jujitsu. He connects with that because he shares that same passion. So um, that's the kind of people that I, I figure are going to be listening to this podcast. So, um, yeah. Uh, and then my, another training partner named, uh, his name is nickname. So nickname, shout out to you, man. Thanks for listening. You know, I got, I got word that you were sharing some good vibes about the podcast when, when we weren't even there, when I wasn't there. So I appreciate that, man. That's that, that word of mouth is powerful. So thank, thank you everybody who's listening and, uh, let's get right into it here. So, uh, before we get into the thoughts of you becoming a blue belt, uh, I have some, uh, have this story about, uh, some wisdom a brown belt shared. And so anyhow, last night we were doing, uh, we've been doing these open mats on Tuesday where we drill. It was just me and this guy, Steve, that I mentioned, we're just drilling, drilling for two hours and a couple people, you know, get catch wind that we're doing it and they want to come in and roll. So a couple of our other training partners come in and, uh, it's me and three other blue belts and all three of them are, you know, can get me. So I'm, I'm in there. I'm the, I'm the one who's getting smashed the most out of the four of us, which is good. You know, that's how, that's how you learn. And so we're in there doing our roles. We, we drilled and then we start rolling last night and uh, you know, we're getting our roles in. And then this Brown belt who trains with us uh, was driving by and he saw that we were there. So he decided to come in and this Brown belt, his nickname is super strong. He's a 44 year old dude, 160 pounds, rock solid, and he's freaking good, man. And he goes hard as a motherfucker. And, and you would never know. I think I've mentioned him before, man. You would never know when you see the guy that he will he will whoop your ass and he will have no mercy on you. You know what I mean? He I don't think he understands. Go easy. And uh, super nice dude, man. But like like I'm saying, he looks like a guy that be walking out of Wall Street, you know, and, and he, he wants to go meet you for tea or some shit. And uh, he's I found out last night he's a, he's an ex wrestler. And anyhow, I rolled with him and he fucked me up. You know, he whooped my ass left and right. And, uh, and it was one of those, I, I mean, I guess every episode here, I'm going to just mention my ass getting beat, you know, it's just fucking how it goes. 
but but this was a good ass whooping too man you know i had no i'm getting fucking forearmed across the nose and fucking you know a knee to the side of the head and just my arm yanked with full strength you know you know it's it was it was a good one man and uh and then i watched him though i watched him roll with the other guys who always get me and he just toyed with them and beat their ass too even even my buddy who's about to get his purple he he just whooped up on him and uh afterward my buddy who's about to get his purple was like hey I needed that because I, my head's been getting a little bit big in here and I, I needed that ass whooping. So that just made my day a lot better, you know, and we sat down afterward with the brown belt and I was asking him, I was just bullshitting with him, kind of trying to get, pull some wisdom from him. And he was saying, he was like, man, there's, if I could put levels, if I could put levels on, on skill sets in jujitsu one through 10, he said four or five is black belt. And then the levels go up from there. You know, so when you get to four or five, you're a fucking black belt and then it goes up and he was just explaining how he goes to these other schools and he'll roll with black belts or sometimes other brown belts and they do to him what he did to us. And I can't that just blows my fucking mind, the, the levels, you know, because this guy, I mean, he manhandled me and then he's telling me how he just gets manhandled to where he he said he gets in positions where he doesn't even know what the fuck to do. That guy's whip his ass so bad. You know, and then it, that's just even more humbling. Like, wow, we're just fucking, we're just babies in this shit. You know what I mean? And you just got to remember it. You're never going to be the best. You know, um, it's a constant growth. And and then the other training partner, Steve brought up, he was like, yeah, I remember when I was a white belt and these blue belts were like hitting, hitting these triangles on me and shit. And I was like, whoa, these guys are so good, man. And now I realized they were just blue belts, fuck fiddle fucking, trying to figure out how to do a triangle you know, and still just beginning their journey and, and it's kind of never ending. And I, I think that that story leads into what you were telling me earlier about you're about to get your blue belt and, and your mindset behind that and how you, you find some doubt behind that. And, uh, you know, not sure if I'm ready to get my blue belt type of shit or, you know, um, go ahead if you want, man, go ahead and go into that and uh, we can get, get on that topic. Well, I think like your story kind of represents like ideas in life where, you know, I don't know if it's, you're never going to be the best, like comparative to like all these different people in jujitsu, but there's different versions of your best in jujitsu, if that makes sense. So it's not about a comparison to anyone else. It's about a comparison of how do you know what is your best, you know, and, and all these people that you roll with, like that brown belt, it gave you a different uh, viewpoint of what you are capable of growing into you know it gave, it's like re revealing your own potential and the levels that you can stretch yourself to because that's what happened for him to get where he's at is he had to stretch himself and probably go past a lot of hurdles and doubts and blocks that he had internally to grow himself to that point and then you know jujitsu constantly gives you truth by showing you and exposing you to the level that you're at and where you know, it's not where you want to be at times, or how do I even get there? Or it just exposes you to greater questions, which I think is the most important thing in life is, you know, you want to ask bigger and better questions. And that makes your life go to another level. Same thing with jujitsu. It's like, now that you saw the level he's at, it stretches you to, you know, a broader perspective of what you're capable of. And that's kind of, I think, why i think this topic about me you already being at blue belt and then me starting to get there getting close to it is something that is going to be relatable to a lot of white belts that have stuck out this white belt experience 
right? Because wasn't there one episode we talked about like a certain amount of white belts stop? Yeah, I'm sure we talked about it, but that's a good topic to continue, you know, just to continue on because yeah. I'm sure we have white belts listening. Exactly. Blue and belts quit too, man. So, yeah, and then yeah. and then there's all those memes about blue belts like disappearing or something like that. And one of the guys I was talking to who was a blue belt, he was saying how it's like, it almost levels up. There's like new kind of pressure on you about like, well, I can't have white belts submit me and oh, I got to keep up with the other blue belts. And there's a lot of comparison, you know, and I think that's the human condition more than it is jujitsu because jujitsu is just jujitsu. It's like train, learn, grow and progress. There's, it's, it's simple, but the human condition is like complex and ego and all the other stuff. Right. And that's what you're talking about getting humbled by an ass kicking is reminding you like, Hey, you have room to grow there. This is where you're really at. And it's the same thing with a tournament. It really exposed me to what works, what doesn't work, what, what areas I was limited in, because now I'm trying to add these sweeps in. And I got a really good sweep yesterday. It was actually very fluid and like I got mount from it and it felt good. That was like one of the first sweeps that actually felt like, Oh, I think that's how it's supposed to feel when you do a sweep. Most of them are all clunky and weird. I'm like, that felt terrible. What am I doing? It's like trying to learn how to walk or something. Yeah. But last night it felt very, cause he was giving me the resistance and I did the, I had the right timing where it, we rolled right into it and I got right to mount. And I'm like, wow, that felt different. I don't know if I could repeat that today, but we'll see. But um, I really think there's like this idea of comparison, these different things that we bring to um, the experience that throws us off. And I think that's what I'm starting to have is, man, like starting to feel like, okay, like when I'm here, I'm still a white belt. And so people have certain expectations maybe, or maybe that's just something I did. And at the tournament, I even check myself and I'm like, all right, don't compare your belt to theirs or your ears to theirs. <laughs> like, oh, my ears are a little more jacked up than theirs. So uh, maybe that means something. It's like, just don't have any judgments. Just let go of judgments. I think I heard a quote today. It said, judge less, feel, uh, you know, and like feel, feel more, like feel good more. So it's like the less you judge, the better you feel. So what are your, what are your feelings how are you thinking? Where is your mind around you getting your blue belt soon? Like, what do you feel about that? If your skill level, your mindset, where you're at, you know, all, all that. How do you feel about that? And we go into that. Um, I'm definitely excited. I think it's like, I can see the progression and what led me to get here. And, um, but I definitely feel like just like when I went to the tournament, there was doubts, you know, like, man, am I ready? Can I do this? And I think that's just part of the human condition. Like you're going to have doubts through every aspect of your life all the time. Cause that's what your brain's wired to do. Um, but the apprehension that I'm starting to think of and feel is like, I was looking when I rolled last night, I was looking around and I, I don't know, maybe in my head, I kind of have some standards that I want to perform at when I go and train. And there's some nights you don't do it. You don't meet them. Lots of nights. Yeah. And you just kind of walk out going, ah, oh, crap. And then there's other nights where you just kind of show up and you're just there to kind of go through the motions, you know, like you're kind of out of it and you're just like, you go through the roles, you defend and you get through it. And it's like, I don't like those nights more than anything, I think, because it's just like, no, get your head in the game and, and really kind of put something together. Um, last night was good. Like I got that sweep and that's what I've been working on. And it was some good roles. I was tired, but I was looking around and just thinking like, man, you know, am I a blue belt level, you know, am I rolling, but it's really hard to know, like, 
how other people are experiencing you as you roll with them, you know? Yeah. And so I want to be, you know, a lot of these other blue belts I roll with, some of them are very good, you know? And I'm like, dang, but I don't know what their experience is when they roll with me. So it's just a very, like, I do feel like I start to doubt or question my abilities. And especially when you're trying new moves, you're trying to add the sweeps. It's like, I'm not getting many attacks. I'm not going for many subs right now because I'm trying to like go for the sweeps first. And if I kind of mess around the whole rule, trying to get in position to do the sweep and don't get it, I didn't get any submissions. And so I'm like, huh, was that still a good rule? I don't know. And so I just kind of creeping in there. I can feel it coming because it's, you know, very exciting, but it's also comes with like, man, internal pressure i guess if that's the right way i don't know if you've experienced any of that when you got yours or yeah yeah um i could speak on that a little bit first off i have this perspective on on the blue belt that i've kind of created in my mind here that it's not and i think i said it on another episode this is a fucking original quote right here so motherfuckers can write this down and put it in a meme if you like put jackson gage at the bottom of that bitch it it's not you know a blue belt is not a christening it's a challenge you know what I mean? The mindset is I'm being christened. I'm given an award for fucking becoming a good, a blue belt. No motherfucker. You've made it to where the coach is like, okay, next challenge, motherfucker. You know, a blue belt doesn't say you're at, oh, you're, you're at this level. You're good. You're good enough to be this. Now. I think, I think it's more like when I received it, my mindset was like, okay, now I got to live into this motherfucker. Now I'm challenged. Like, I feel like as a coach, you give a guy that you're like, all right, motherfucker, you've proven to me that you can take on the next challenge. You know, you don't have to, there's no expectations of you because of this. The only expectation is you, you know, you have the grit and the toughness to take on the challenge. And I think what's going on in your mind is you're seeing that challenge. The challenge is being given to you now and your mind is trying to wrap yourself around it. I'm being challenged. I'm not, at first you think when I get my blue belt, I'll be really good. No motherfucker, you're still going to suck. You're just going to, it's just going to be tougher once you get your blue belt because now you have a bigger challenge. You have to, you have to hold your ground against these white belts who before a month before it's okay. Your white belt, their white belt. Now you're a blue belt, you know, and that's not ego. It's just the way the system works. You got to hold your ground. Your coach is expecting you. You can hold your ground against these motherfuckers now. Right. And then you got to see these purple belts and that's your next challenge. You know, when your coach thinks you're ready for that, your coach is going to say next challenge motherfucker, you know, but in between that, your, your, your mind is just, you know, the real challenge comes, you get your blue belt that I got mine. I was like, fuck, I don't, I'm not a fucking blue belt. I don't, I don't, why the fuck did I get this? What do I do now? And and you start realizing more how much you suck, you know, how much you have to learn, you know, how much you have to grow and you have to push yourself. That's why a lot of blue belts quit because motherfuckers get that challenge. And they're like, oh man, I'm not as good as I thought I was. Fuck it. I'll just quit and say I'm a blue belt in jujitsu, which ain't shit in the big picture of things. You know, like that brown belt was saying, a level five is black belt in a, in a one to 10 in jujitsu. And then you start getting good after that, you know, or I've heard, I've heard black belt say, you don't start learning jujitsu until you get your black belt, you know, and that's some deep ass, heavy ass shit. And so we put so much weight on these, on these, on these things, like a, like a blue belt when really it's just, you know, your coach Victor is like, uh, William can take on this next challenge. And now it's up to you to fucking have the, the grit to go in there and freaking learn, you know, and put yourself up against these guys and, and be humble. You have to humble yourself even more when you get your blue belt. You got to humble yourself because now there's other blue belts who are going to whoop up on you. 
and you're going to have to learn from them and, and the process continues and the adventure and the venture keeps going, but it's not a christening. It's not an award. It's not like, Oh, you're here now. It's here's your next challenge, motherfucker, you know, put it around your waist and prove that you can live into it, you know? And, and that's kind of the way I've, I've had to perceive it to, to wrap yeah. my mind around it. You know, I definitely see that. And, and I felt that even like, maybe it has what comes up for me is like identity right like we're 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 having experiences and we're forming an identity based on how we see ourselves perform and and interact in different experiences and circumstances in life so like I was given a a white belt and I showed up a certain amount of time time frames differ but you know between academies or whatever but you know you develop your skill sets over a couple years and then you're asked to step into a new role you know so it's like zero to one like zero is nothing, right? Like, and I wonder what other areas of our life, like when I was a cop, I had an identity as a cop and I built a skill set. And I remember about three years into being a cop, I kind of felt like no matter what came across the radio, I'd know how to handle it. You know what I mean? Yep. And I just remember that mm-hmm. I was walking to my car and I had that feeling, that understanding. I was like, holy shit, that's, that's that feeling. Like I, I was like, man, I was carrying my bag with all my gear in it. And I'm like, dude, whatever happens today, like I'm ready to handle it. I was trained like to really know what to do. And I think that's also like a confidence I want to build not so much as an identity because that's, you know, that was kind of a limited version of that when I wasn't really learning personal development back then, but it really is something about that, like building a confidence in yourself through sacrifice, hard work, you know, growth, you know, 1% better every day type mindset, and really just letting that container of the belt kind of expose you to your flaws and weaknesses. And as you grow, you get to see those change and shift and blue belts like, a, you know, calling you into a greater potential or, con- you know, container so that you could step out and, you know, apply the white belt skills that you have at a different level until you can grow into that level. And one thing I always kind of struggled with as after I left being a cop was like, okay, well now I know nothing. I'm stepping out into the world. Now I got to do like a whole new career and I don't even know what I'm doing. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, all these skills and stuff that I use to be, you know, a cop don't stop working. They're still there. I still have that experience and that knowledge base. It's just, how do I apply it differently? And in, in the circumstance that requires me to apply it, maybe, you know, from home or from wherever I am, you know, in a different role in life. And I wonder if that's true for jujitsu as well, like stepping into a blue belt, it just requires you to take the knowledge you built as a white belt. And now you're going to apply it in a different circumstance and container to grow into like a new experience and level of understanding in jujitsu. Yeah, that sounds that that sounds about right, man, is it's you just have a bigger container now that you need to fill. You know. and it's, but it's weird how we start comparing ourselves and we kind of forget like dude i've put in a lot of work to get here it's not an accident like it's not my coach made a mistake and picked me it's like wait randomly pull his name out of a hat and i'll just give him this belt it's like obviously i've done the work you know yeah to get to this promotion and and, and you know it is somewhat of like an acknowledgement of the hard work i guess but again yeah. it's just like that gold medal like monday that thing didn't really matter anymore. <laughs> it was fun to do on Saturday. Like, yay, I got the medal. And then I went, went, went to class on Monday and it's like, Hey, let's get into this study. Let's go. And it's not like I can take that to class with me and get extra submissions if I wear it or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yep. It's, 
it was another thing that was funny last night, the Ryan, uh, the Brown belt I was drilling with, he was talking about, we were talking about like sports where you can, you know, buy a really nice bike and you can be faster because it's like a super upgraded bike. But in jujitsu, it's like, you can't buy like a really nice gi and get extra submissions from it. It's like, no, it's, it might be, it might look really cool, but other than that, it's, it's your knowledge base, your experience, your, your abilities that, that really shine through in this sport. And I think that's pretty powerful too. So that might be off topic though. Sorry. No, it's on, I mean, wherever you want to take it, it's fine. Yeah. It's all on, it's all on you. That's the beautiful thing about jujitsu, you know, it's so, yeah, there's no, there's no shortcuts in the game of jujitsu whatsoever. There's no way you can get good quick. You know, there's nothing you can, you know, you can buy as many DVDs as you want, as many, uh, I guess we don't buy DVDs anymore, but you can buy as many, you know, you can stream as many instructionals as you want. This shit helps, you know, but you just got to put in the work. You got to get in there. Like I've been finding that, that, that drilling gets you ahead. You know, if you do a lot of drilling on the shit that you like to use, that's definite way to, to at least move faster along the path, a lot of drilling. And then whatever you've been drilling, what we've been doing, man, that's been really helpful is we drill for an hour on shit we want to work on. And then the next hour we do positional training with whatever we were drilling. You know what I mean? So then we'll go live on it and try to find the holes in it. And, uh, and then you take that to class the next night and you use it during your roles. And the shit works at a little bit higher percentage when you fucking go at it from that angle, you know, but it's just whether or not you want to put in the work, you know, go, go, go to class when there's no class and put a couple hours in just drilling. You got to really enjoy it, you know, which, which I do. I, I, if I can go every day and do that shit, I would, you know what I mean? But yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no magic. Uh, there's no magic pill, man, for jujitsu. And that's the beautiful thing about it. And that's where the humility comes in. You got to put in the work. And even if, you know, you work your ass off, you put all the work in, you're still going to, you're still going to have challenges the rest of the time you're doing jujitsu. There's still going to be somebody who chokes the fuck out of you, no matter how much work you put in, you know, and that's the beautiful thing about it. It's a, I sent you that quote the other day from Anthony Bourdain. Uh, He said, you know, he was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get my black belt, but I'm, I love jujitsu. And, you know, I, what was the words that he said? I, I, like it's not going to make me like better, you know, than anyone else or smarter. It might make him smarter, but you know, at least he, you know, gets to grow and learn in something that matters to him and stuff, something like that. Yeah. He said, I enjoy doing something that I can suck at a little bit less every day. You yeah. know, the, ch- the, just the challenge of, of getting better at something every day, you know? Yeah. And I think that's applicable to life, right? How, how, how many areas of our life do we seek? Like, ah, oh, man, if I had more money, that would be our shortcut, right? To less stress or this and that. And then when you seek material things, you know, as your shortcut, what happens? You know, you got billionaires going and, and hanging out with monks trying to get their peace, peace of mind back, right? Mm-hmm. You have billions of dollars and yet they can't, they can't sleep at night. Stuff like that. And that's where it's like the trick. That's the trick of belt promotion and, and life that, we're trying to seek shortcuts or comfort or, you know, we're like waiting once and for all, once I get to this, then it'll be over. And I, I will be free to just continue on in jujitsu as like the best, you know, it's like, no, you just hit level four, dude, you're a black belt, but you're at level four. And there's like an infinite, you know, the, the levels never end. And yeah. you're like, Oh, well, I've just gotten started. And that's what I've 
been learning from coach because I'll, I'll go and take my stepson and, and he'll do his class and watching him teach the kids is also very informative and, and teaches you something. We're learning how to learn. You know, coach always says that you got to learn how to learn. And I'm like, oh man, I got to learn how to study jujitsu. I got to be a student. You know, how do I do that? How do you, you know, it's, it's take your homework home and you study and you, you work on the problems and then you go home or you go to school and you take the test, right? That's where you apply the knowledge that you were practicing. And it's like, how do I take that learner approach to jujitsu? And now I'm a blue belt. That's a new container. It's like, I went from pre-algebra to uh, calculus or whatever, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. So how do I value and, uh, you know, step into the learner mindset with this new belt? Because with it, I'm sure the new blue, the, the blue belts, when they see me get a new blue belt, like, all right, time for his ass whooping. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, uh-oh. Oh yeah. That, that's the truth, man. To turn it yeah. up, right? Dude, my first day of, that's one of my blue belt training partners, my first day at training as a blue belt. He fucking turned it up. Uh, he turned it up. I've rolled with him all this time. And on all of a sudden I was like, oh fuck. He was like, you're a blue belt now. And I was like, oh shit, let's go. You know? And, and then imagine the, imagine getting the, you know, like you were saying, there's no, oh, when I get this, because there's people who do that shit, you know, when I get here, when I get, I know a guy who got his black belt and quit jujitsu, man. Um, he, he was teaching, he was good dude. You know, obviously I won't say his name, but he went all the way to black belt and then he quit because he was doing it for the prize. And I, I mean, he's the type of dude who lives a life of just like doing things for money, doing things for, you know, what society sees it as. So he put in all that work and then he don't do jujitsu anymore because that's the real fucking challenge. Imagine the day you, you imagine getting your black belt and you step on a mat and, and there's 30 motherfuckers and all of them are fucking lower belts below you. You got to hand, you got to be able to handle everybody in that motherfucker. You know what I mean? That's the pressure. The pressure doesn't start till you get your fucking black belt. I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The real pressure. And that's why I've talked to my professor about that. I'm like, man, what's it like to have to always come in here and you're in charge. You're, you're the one that's like guiding all of us, you know, like he's always got to be on. He's in, and you roll with him and he does six, seven rolls and he doesn't even, he's not even sweating. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Wait, what the, I'm like, I'm dragging <laughs> and I'm like pouring sweat and I'm like, what what is happening here you know mm-hmm. he doesn't sweat he's not like out of breath when we're done with the roll he just gets up he might fix his belt but that's about it because yeah. i'm like yanking on it and like ah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't he's not out of breath he's just like okay and i'm like dang and he's like you know just when you watch him there's times in advanced class where he shows more you know advanced moves but it's almost like he's a little kid just talking about some like you know fun thing he just learned yeah you can tell like he's almost like a little kid in a candy store just talking about some new cool toy he got you know yeah yeah like what the heck so we're we're starting this journey to get to a finish line which there is none but really what it is is a starting line to become a different learner a higher level learner and that's all he is he just loves learning and growing you can tell and then sharing it with others so it's powerful hey that sounds similar to to uh, you know, the white belt I'm looking at, you know, he yeah. loves learning, he loves growing and he loves sharing it with others. That's, that's what we're doing. You know, it doesn't take yeah. 10 years to be able to lo- love to learn, love to share, you know, and be passionate. He just, I guarantee you when your coach or my coach was at this level, they were passionate about it and they loved learning it and they loved sharing it. And they just kept doing that for years. Yeah. And now they're doing it 
that's what they do for their life, you know, and it's awesome. Anybody who's doing what they love and it's put that much time into it and they get to wake up and do the shit they want to do, regardless of, of what it is that you're doing. You know, I got major respect for that. That's, that's what we all should be doing. You know, I think jujitsu translates into everything, you know, in that aspect, anything in life, you know, and I would probably say that same sentence, every episode jujitsu translates into every aspect of your life. But, yeah. um, you know, whatever it is you're passionate about, you see, uh, I don't think I've ever come across something in my life that I've been, cause they say, you know, you find something you love and you put your heart into it. And, and then you, you know, you put time into it and it doesn't feel like you're, you know, what would you do if you weren't getting paid? What would you put your time into if you could do something for free for, and I'm like, fuck jujitsu, I would do this shit for free and I'm doing it for free. I do it for free right now. I fucking work my ass off at it for free because I, I enjoy doing it. And uh, that's how you should feel about anything that you're doing in your life. Like you should get to the point where that's what your life is based. Everything you do in your life should be things that you love doing. You know, if you can build a life around that, that's when you're building a successful, happy life. You yeah. know? And it's not, not easy. It's not easy to do that. Exactly. And that's the part I was going to add is it's exactly what we're talking about with the belt promotion too, though. Don't expect it to be like with comfort and freedom and like floatiness. Like you're going to be like, ah, oh, crap. Like now, Hey, you, you got your own business. Now what? You still need to show up. You still need to produce. You still need to put in the work, right? Just like, yeah. Hey, you got your blue belt. Now what? Exactly. Hey, it's you got a gold medal at a tournament. Now what? Like, how are you going to improve from that? Where, where's the growth in that, you know? And there's no finish line. And that's, that's the mindset to keep whatever the fuck you're doing in your life. Remember, there's no golden ticket that's going to create happiness in your life. There's no finish line to it. If you love what you're doing and you have a goal, keep working at that motherfucker. Just keep going. There's no limit to where you can get with it. It's like now with my other podcast, the Increase Life podcast. Okay, I have this podcast. I'm, I'm ready to get it going now. I have everything set up. Okay, now what, motherfucker? I got a call. I got a cold call, cold contact. All these like, all these people that I want to bring onto my show, like high level authors and coaches and people who are out there talking to millions of people. I got to hit these motherfuckers up. You know, there's always a challenge. And then when I hit them up, I got to interview them. I got to be prepared for that interview. And then once I'm prepared for the interview, I got to cut up that content and make and share my shit with the world. You know, it's never, it's never, it's a never ending fucking process. And and. But the beautiful thing about it is when you put in your time to the things you love and you go through those challenges and you just keep your head down and keep doing it, you know, you look up and, and you're, you'll be surprised at how far you've come. And you look at all the people who aren't making any fucking movements in their life, the people who are sitting around just letting, being reactive to life, being victims to life who never fucking advance. And, you, and it looks like you've climbed this, you've just been on a fucking elevator in comparison to the masses you know, and then you become a leader and then you become someone who can influence someone who can help people. And then it becomes our responsibility after we put in the work to help those people to get out of their hopeless life, you know, their lives of quiet desperation. And that's what this podcast is too, man. You know, like we're not some fucking experts. We never claim to be, you know, you know, we have a jujitsu podcast. We're fucking beginners. We're not even, you know, we're just sharing our journey in hopes that somebody else might be inspired to start jujitsu or somebody who's doing jujitsu might hear something that'll, that'll give them some fire to keep going, you know, or, or to give somebody some hope. And that's anybody who li who's listening. That's all of our responsibilities. You know, if you, if th there's not just a chosen few who are here to inspire other people, 
all of us need to face our challenges, face our fears, move up the mountain of our own life, whatever that may be. And as we do it, be a light for other people around us. You know, and if you're not doing that, you're wasting your time here on earth. If you're not doing that, if you're just letting yourself rot away in selfishness and self-centeredness in your own little box and, 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 and worry just about your own self and your own ego and your own, your own gains and your own goals, you know, it, you, I, I don't, you know, I don't want to offend, but you're wasting your time here on earth. You know, you have to find something that you enjoy and then you have to move toward it and you have to face the challenges and you have to share it. You have to share it with the people around you, man. You know, and that's just my perspective on the thing. And not expect for it to, to get to some place and then the hardship's over. Like there's always going to be problems. You just, you just want to upgrade your life to get better problems. Exactly. I'm a person that knows how to handle problems. It's, I heard the other day, I was listening to a coaching podcast and they were talking about like, man, when I went from zero dollars in my coaching business to a hundred thousand or 300,000 or whatever, he's like, the problems, there was the same set of 10 problems. They're just different problems. It's like, there's still 10 problems that I had to work through. It's just now I have a set of 10 different problems to work through. And it's the same thing with a bluebell. It's like, oh, I just got a new handful of problems that I need to find the answers to. Yes. Same thing for life. Like now that you have, and a lot of times, and I, I see this in my marriage, or I see this in my you know, coaching and the fears that come up for me doing that. Cause you go from being a cop and then now we have to step into some new, your podcaster or whatever you want to call yourself, these new roles, right? We have to develop a mindset, a belief system that allows us to uh, step into that without blocking and holding ourselves back with our own doubts and fears. Like we say, it comes up, whether you're doing jujitsu or whatever, it's really about like understanding it's, it's a new set of problems. That doesn't mean it's bad. That doesn't mean it's uh, you know, scary or deadly or anything that our brain thinks it is. It's just, it's a new set of problems. And I haven't figured out the answers yet, but the, the skill sets I use to answer the old set of problems that I had are still relevant. It still counts, right? Like knowing your history. I just started reading that opening the closed guard, that book, um, for jujitsu. It's really cool. And it was like about the history of jujitsu and it's really nice, like a really cool book. So I just started mm -hmm. reading it. Um, so I'm excited about that. And it's just like, you got to know your history. You got to know where you come from so you can really understand where you're at. And I think that's powerful, you know? So understanding, oh, cool. New set of problems doesn't mean that I'm incapable. It's just a new set of problems. And how do we approach this with a better mindset that doesn't take away our abilities uh, from the past, our history of problem solving? Because we wouldn't have these new set of problems if we didn't solve the old ones, you know? And, and really realizing that, if I make it about me and I let my ego take over and start having doubts because of, oh, what is this going to do to me? How, how is this going to embarrass me? Or, or how am I going to fail, right? You get very tunnel vision, like I did in my tournament. I still feel like I got very tunnel vision. I missed a lot of opportunities that I could have got. Even though it, it worked out well, there's still room to grow in, in the tunnel vision part of it. Um, for me, it's like, oh, wait a minute, but who could this impact? Who could this be a blessing to? Like I had one buddy reach out, Daniel. He's a white belt, four stripe white belt with me. And uh, we've, we've been training together for a long time. And, and he reached out and said, man, you know, there's some, your podcast is really great. You guys say some really great stuff. It really sounds like you, your buddy Jackson's been through it too. And he really understands. And like, we're relating with people when we don't even realize it, you know, whether it's through PTSD and our experiences of that, whether it's through jujitsu and, and growing in the belts or whatever it might be. 
it's relatable. It's like relatable. And that's what we want. That's what we want that connection. And, and I think you need that as you progress through life, because it's not going to get easier. Stop looking for the shortcut. Stop wanting and desiring it to be easier because that's creating suffering. Like pain is going to be a part of this journey in life, no matter what. But the suffering is optional because the suffering is the meaning we place on the pain. That's how you screw yourself. Like, oh man, I'm suffering because I'm suffering. Oh, I'm sad because I'm sad. Well, why double it up? Why would you do that? You know? It's like going to jujitsu and like, oh, my arm's fine, but I'm not going to use it. I'll just try to do it without my arm. It's like, well, good luck. It doesn't really make sense. Why would you do that? Yeah. And that's and that's where I see how this is kind of applicable to the stuff. Yeah, man. And the 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 challenges are what stop most people from advancing, you know, yeah. most, yeah, I mean, that's, it's just, you know, uh, I'm sure a huge percentage of the time people face challenges and then they just change directions. Yeah. And what, what jujitsu is teaching me is, and this is something I've had to learn because there's a lot of things in life I've started and I haven't finished because of fear, because of doubt, you know, whatever it may be. And what jujitsu is teaching me is man, don't worry about the fucking outcome. Just keep showing up, keep showing up, keep putting one foot in front of the other and keep showing up and the progress will come. You'll get to where you're going, you know, and, and I can take that lesson into anything. It's like, I have it in my pocket. You know, I have this little token in my pocket of success that I've taken from jujitsu, keep showing up and you can succeed at anything. If I keep showing up to jujitsu, I'm going to get better. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to face every hurdle that I face you know, I'll, I'll clear that motherfucker if I just keep showing up, you know, but you just got to be able to take that, the ass whooping, you know, literally and figuratively, you got to be, be willing yeah. to take the ass whooping in, in whatever it is you're doing. I think like a, a life ass whooping is people around you, not supporting your dreams or telling you, Oh, you got this, keep going, you know, cause you're not going to have that through every aspect of your life. You know, the people that are closest to you aren't going to be the ones that are supporting your dreams. Most of the time, they're going to be like, what? No. Cause they're maybe they're projecting that that's going to be dangerous to them, or maybe they're afraid of doing what you're trying to do. And so that puts them in a fearful state. So they tell you not to do it, you know, and that's just yeah. their projection on you. And so you're not always going to hear encouragement. And thankfully, you know, even though you get ass whoopings in uh, jujitsu, it's always encouragement afterwards. It's like, Hey man, you're doing great. Keep it up. I always tell people that I'm always like, Hey, great job. Even if I got a submission on them, Hey, great job. You know, they fought the whole time. They learned something guaranteed, you know, and that's why we're there. And so with life, it's like, don't expect to get applause throughout this journey either. Most of the time you're going to hear like, ah, you can't do that. And you're like, Oh fuck, shake that off. Right. Yeah. Keep going. You know, keep that moving. Forward. And then that's why, that's why I, I can't stress enough, man. What one lesson I've learned is, and you hear a lot of people say this, but it's really important to be around and surround yourself with people who encourage you, man, people who are encouragers, yeah. because that's, I've been turned, I've been turned in other directions by doubters as well, you know, on different projects and things that I've done in life, people close to me who don't believe in me. And, you know, that's made me doubt myself when I didn't have as much uh, strength internally, maybe at that time, I was depending on other people's thoughts to dictate where I was going. And uh, it's, it's really important to, if you have negative people around you, you gotta, you gotta put up some type of wall for me. I just don't, for me, I, I just won't have anybody negative 
around me. I'm trying to clear my life of everybody that's negative and only talk to people who, who are encouraging, you know, because if you have a vision you're working toward, you have to have those, you have to have it. It's, you have to have people around you who, who support you. And if you don't, you can't have people who are fucking negative around you. You know, it's really, they make it really fucking difficult. I think we've experienced that uh, on a personal level. I think we were just talking about this lately. Like the, the, the related, like how connected our lives are and our journeys have been, it's really been a blessing because, you know, you have days where you're really doubtful or challenged. And I have days where I'm doubtful and challenged and, and we're there for each other. And we remind each other, Hey, you remember when you helped me through this? And I have another buddy, Giuseppe that, man, he's just got my back. You know, he's just really supportive and really kind and, you know, totally like, Hey, I've been there, man. Or, Hey, remember when you told me this or, and I'm like, geez, man, like every time you're there supporting someone when then that before you know it, you know, you're going to be in a new phase of life. The Brown belt, Ryan told me this yesterday. He's like, you know what? The way I see it is, you know, we don't realize how good we got it when we're really in a good spot in life. We, we forget that it's temporary and it's going to change. And then when you get in a bad time, like, you know, we were talking about pregnancy and stuff like that, you know, like with their wives and stuff. And uh, he's like, man, I was like, you know, this too shall pass. Cause you know, you, you forget when you're in a hard spot, it's like, oh, this is never going to end. This is the worst ever. But then when you're in a really good spot and things are just firing on all cylinders, you like, you forget that this is fleeting just as well. And so just remember like nothing's guaranteed in life. Nothing's going to stay that way. Everything's changing like the weather. And just learn to be someone with whether you're on bottom or on top or whatever is going on in the role, get comfortable. Like Ryan was showing me how to like pressure pass through the shoulder and do this and keep real like close to the body and do it. And I'm like, man, that's uncomfortable. He's like, yeah. He's like, I've gotten really comfortable from being on bottom. I can really get smashed on bottom and I'm good. But now being on top and trying to pressure pass and do that, I'm like, ooh, that's not, I'm not comfortable. Like you're getting your head, like your elbows smushed against your face. And it's like, whoa. Hmm. like you know we're not really that good looking anyway so I'll just, I'll just get uglier who cares <laughs> and and just like you said uh to add on to that i would say because you said get comfortable but i would say get comfortable with get comfortable with being uncomfortable because you know i, I wouldn't want to tell i wouldn't want the advice i wouldn't want i wouldn't want to tell somebody the advice hey be comfortable you know, hey, let's learn to be comfortable, you know, yeah. so I would say learn, teach yourself to be unwavering in the face of adversity, you know, teach yourself to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, because that that's where every every portion of growth that you're ever going to experience in your life comes in the unknown in the in the uncomfortable area, you know, and uh, a lot of time the fear just stops us from stepping into the uncomfort. Yeah, good catch mm-hmm. on the wording, because really, it's like, going to jujitsu and you go to the class, you're like, no, I, I'm going to roll tonight and it's going to suck. Like, and that's one thing that I've learned about life is like, why are we so adverse to the suck? You know, it's like healing sucks, you know, PTSD, you got to heal. You got to work through this shit, you know, and <clears throat> being in a marriage and everything else, it's like, I got this new stuff that I got to work on and heal and figure out now. And I'm like, oh, this sucks. And I'm like, well, pick your suck, man. Like, Do you want something that sucks and it's worth it? Like healing, it sucks, but it's worth it. Just like being depressed and being stuck in that state of mind sucks too. And if you want to stay in that and you don't want to heal because it sucks, okay, well, you pick your suck. 
but I don't think depression's worth it. That just takes away an experience of life. Like it's like never getting to see the sun. That sucks, man. Even if I have a rainy day, the one thing I can count on is on the other side of those clouds is the sun and I can enjoy the sun when it's up and I can, you know, endure or at least learn from the discomfort of the rain, you know, or the challenging time. And if you're not so attached to one over the other and you just go with the flow, you can kind of find your way through life and, and not be avoiding the discomfort that is always necessary. Yeah. And, and that's, that's another thing with, with like depression, which I, I, I see that a lot of people are, you know, struggle with that is that same lesson, man. You just got to keep showing up because depression will be like, it'll be like you're stuck walking through mud and shit and you just want to give up. You don't want to, you don't want to do shit. You know, oh, yeah. and, and you just gotta, you just have to keep showing up, whatever it is that you're doing, just keep showing up and shit will change for you. Shit will transform for you. There's, there's a light at the end of, of the tunnel, but you got to walk through the fucking tunnel. You know, uh, Winston Churchill said, you know, if you're going through hell, keep going, you know, and, yeah, and I felt that man. I, I mean, one of the biggest accomplishments of my day back then when I was depressed was drinking a cup of water. <laughs> like I did it. <laughs> That was as much as I could accomplish. And as crazy as that sounds, that's true. It's true for me. And, and even now, I mean, today I was telling you, hey, and I'm not feeling it. I'm not in a good mindset. I'm struggling, you know, with this, that, and the other in my personal life. And, 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 you know, I was like, no, that doesn't dictate if I show up. Just like, hey, I don't feel like going to jujitsu. It doesn't dictate whether I go or not. <laughs> yeah. Do what you know, not what you feel, right? Like, I know that I'm a better person from going to jujitsu. What the hell do I need to feel like being there? Take an ass whooping, you know, get your, get your head on straight. You'll, it'll straighten you out, you know, mm -hmm. but I'm here, I'm doing it, you know, and that don't feel like you need to be a hundred percent all the time and, and shining and glowing and you can still show up and give your best. And I hope yeah. that inspires someone or shows like meets them where they're at. You don't have to, it's not like you and I are perfectly like healthy mentally and all this stuff. And we got it all figured out to be able to do this podcast. Nope. We struggle every single day. Yet here we are. Every motherfucking day. I go to jujitsu. Let, let's make that shit clear. I go to jujitsu to keep my fucking mental healthy. You know, I go to jujitsu. That's one of the main reasons I'm in Brazilian jujitsu, man, is to keep my mental health at fucking at peak performance because if I don't, I struggle with a lot of shit, man. I struggle with depression. I struggle with, you know, uh, anxiety, depression more, man. I sh there's fear, there's doubts, there's, you know, there's, and I think we all face that shit because of this, just because of the world we live in, man, you know, we all face those things and jujitsu has been the medicine, you know, that's been the medicine for my mental health. Most definitely. I, I was, I think I've mentioned it before, but you mentioned it as well, I, man, I, I've struggled with depression a lot since I left, uh, the police department. And I know a lot of people can relate with that. I don't want anyone listening to think this is just for cops who have retired and have PTSD, man, this, this podcast is for anybody who wants to, you know, find success and happiness in their life, you know, and if you like jujitsu, that's good. And if you haven't started jujitsu, you should, you know, and, um, but yeah, that, that's, that's the, that's the main reason I do it. And with doing that with, come a lot of other benefits, of course, you know, getting in better shape, feeling good all the time, meeting cool people, learning something, challenging yourself, gaining confidence, a lot of shit comes with it. But I know, however, I'm feeling that day, if I get into that class, and I, you know, mix it up, and I learn something, and I, I get, 
a good sweat going and I get beat up a little bit and I get humbled and I get to maybe humble somebody else, you know, I'm going to walk out of that mother motherfucker feeling amazing, you know, and it happens every goddamn time. Every time I walk in there, I'm feeling amazing, man. Or I'm sorry. Every time I walk out of there, I feel like a million bucks. And, and that's kind of why we made this podcast to tell other people, Hey man, like if you want to feel amazing and you want to feel like a million bucks, go train some Brazilian jujitsu. You're never, you know, go do it. If I said at the last episode, if you're able-bodied and you want something to do that will make your life feel better and make you feel better as a human being and help you in all aspects, go train some motherfucking jujitsu, man, get in there. It's, it's for everybody. It's for everybody. You don't have to be a fucking competitor, a high level fucking pro. There's a lot of dads in there, moms, you know, all walks of life are in there and you can go at your own pace at your own level. And, uh, it'll, it'll work wonders for your life. You'll get in shape. You'll feel better. You'll get confident. Your business will do better. Your relationships will do better. Everything will, will grow because you're training jujitsu, man. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's, you know, able-bodied is very open and subjective there too. Cause I see guys that are really like, you know, different shapes, sizes and everything in there. So like you were saying, there's no one size that fits all. You don't have to be a certain athletic build or any of that. It's truly like all encompassing. Yeah. Big and time. it will change you more ways than just learning the skill sets of jujitsu. It just will. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, you know, we're all going through it. Never forget that, you know, we're, we're going through this human experience together, not alone. And yeah. it can be very isolating. Just like lost me. you send me a text. Hey, you doing okay, man. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm <laughs> <Last> not. <night. laughs> and, and how true is that though? Like, what do we normally say? Oh, I'm fine. I'm great. Oh, good. Oh, cool. How about you? You know, like, no, let's be real. Cause if we were rolling together and you're like, Hey, how you doing? I'm like, you know, my rules would show you like, you're not here, man. You're not like focused. Are you, you know, you would know if you, if we were training partners and you work together, just like, you know, you and I are partners you know, we, we work together a lot. We talk a lot. We, we interact a lot in life. You know, when I'm off, you can tell when I'm not on and, and we're there for each other. And that's what I want this podcast to be for, you know, for whatever reason, maybe it's, um, this blue belt myth or this, this journey or mystery of why blue belts disappear once they become blue belts or whatever it is, you know, maybe we can attack that a little bit and, and shed some light on it so that, the next guy that promotes the blue belt is fell supported and, and connected and relatable to what we were experienced. Yeah. And he sticks in there a little longer and, and goes a little further and gets more out of it. That's what I hope. And like we talked about like D uh, my buddy D from jujitsu, he's a blue belt. And we talked about getting him on here and chatting with him and, and talking to your buddy, you know, and, and he, yeah. what's cool about D is he just uh, challenged me to do a triathlon with him. Oh, wow. And I'm like, what i can't do that like but it's like oh, well, damn maybe i can i don't know and so i i've never tried to do it and he's like nah you got to try man and i'm like well hell so it looks like i'll be doing that i don't so you got to get a bike or something uh, like that i i've never done any of this but <laughs> that sounds awesome not? though man that sounds yeah, I'm dope excited right on man it's a good challenge, you know, and it, and that is a byproduct of like getting in better shape and improving my endurance that will make my jujitsu better, you know, Big time you got to so, start. Yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. That sounds pretty cool, man. Tell me more sense. about that as you find out, or maybe if we have D on here, he can talk about it. So I, I, yeah. I think we should have a couple of those guys on at least to start, you know, we got two blue belt yeah. guys that from both of our gyms, one from each of our gyms who I think can uh, 
shed some light on they're both passionate about jujitsu too and i think they can shed some light so this is your call out d and steve calling d and steve you're being called out to come onto our podcast so now you have to do it so yeah, i guess we should ask come them. on here and now no, we're not asking okay. them we're just there we're just letting them know they're coming on here to share their uh perspectives on blue belt and and what you're going through right now and what they think about the, the whole system and and one other yeah. thing i wanted to touch on is um just to go a little deeper into somebody who maybe hasn't started jujitsu um you know and you if you're listening you want one of your friends to start you know let them hear this episode but um a prime example is I have a buddy and he's, he's like pretty overweight, man. And, uh, or I would say an acquaintance pretty overweight. And I've been telling him to start jujitsu. And he's, he always says, and, and man, jujitsu, I can see it. Jujitsu would be huge for this guy's life. Every area of his life would improve big time. He needs it. He needs to get in there, but he's overweight and give me a year, give me a year. I'm going to get in shape and then I'm going to get, then I'll be in there with jujitsu. But for now I'm doing golf. And I'm like, bro, or he tells me things like, well, golf is like jujitsu, like the way you like jujitsu. That's how I like golf. I'm like, it's different, bro. It's fucking different. You're not going to get in shape doing fucking golf. You know, you're out there drinking beer, driving around and shit, eating hot dogs. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's different. But uh, it doesn't matter if you're overweight. That's how you're going to fucking get in shape. Like, if you're overweight, obviously, there's some internal shit you got to deal with. Overweight isn't just by luck. You have internal shit you need to deal with. And you come into a jujitsu class, the internal shit is going to come up and you're going to exercise the internal shit so that the external things begin to take form and your life is going to change. So if you are overweight, man, I, there's nothing better that you can do is get into jujitsu, man. So or um, depressed, depressed or all that stuff. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever it might be. We all have our internal shit. We all do. Everybody it comes in different forms or fashion, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we're all in this together. So, and that could be a challenge. You know, if you're listening to this, just like you and I did, let's share it with three people, find three people in your life that would benefit from jujitsu or maybe hear this podcast and go, Oh man, I want to try this or, Oh man, that's right. You know, I got out of jujitsu cause I was just like, I didn't know where to go or I didn't have the support and maybe they'll get back in, find someone in your life that you can share this podcast with. That's a challenge to beautiful. To- the William Dennis Soul Rollers Three People Challenge. Yeah. Find three people who can benefit, who need some, maybe lose weight, need to battle depression, need something in their life, are losing hope, whatever the fuck it is, need some light. You know, share this podcast with them and tell them to start jujitsu. And if you sure. don't do that, then you have to run the triathlon or do the triathlon with me. <laughs> yeah. And then let us know that you did it. If you do it, we'll see if anybody oh, does yeah. it. You know, Please, share this, yeah, share this with three so people. Cool. Yeah, man. That that'd be dope. So um right on man well let's do it i gotta go eat i gotta get these kids fed so let's get let's get it right. on next week and uh, i'm excited now we called out those blue belts I'm probably yeah. get on at the academy now yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah. On the podcast, I'm gonna choke you out but <laughs> try it steve me. motherfucker yeah. try it steve um <laughs> yeah that um yeah man that should be good we'll, we'll have a couple interviews and just just sit back and uh and we can ask questions and talk and yeah, bullshit. That'll be fun. That'll so, be fun. Right on. Thanks yeah. for listening. Hit us up on Instagram well, at the Will Dennis and at the Increase Life and subscribe to this podcast. Share it. You know, let let somebody know about it. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And uh, William, I'll talk to you soon. Love you, man. And yeah, go train. Yep. Love you, man. Talk to you All soon. Right. Yep. Talk to you later, man.